Welcome to The Culture Lane, where we explore the products, people, and services driving the shifting world of automotive and mobility. Here, we take a different route when navigating the changing transportation landscape. So settle in, buckle up, and let the journey begin. The more time you spend with the GMC Hummer EV, the more intrigued you are by the super truck. As an all-electric vehicle powered by GM's OTM battery platform, the zero-emissions Hummer completely flips the script on what most have come to know as an EV. Whether it's pressing the button to power up the electric Hummer and only hearing the slight sound of the startup chime in a vehicle that packs 800-plus horsepower, knowing that the 3X pickup model we recently tested is capable of going from 0 to 60 miles per hour in 3 seconds flat, or marveling over how easy it is to maneuver the off-road capable EV in the city, it never ceases to amaze. One could contend that the Hummer EV is one of GM's most mind-boggling feats in the history of the company. A quick Google search on the vehicle will attest to that, given all the rave reviews it has received. News of a forthcoming all-electric Cadillac Escalade bearing the name IQ, built using the same Ultium battery platform, is stirring up similar buzz in the premium luxury car segment. However, given the Hummer EV's base sticker of around 100000 for the 3X pickup tested, and the price of the all-electric Escalade IQ, which will be targeted at a more exclusive clientele, the bigger question becomes, how is the Ultium platform helping to drive electrification in a more practical way for the average consumer, even beyond the recent announcement of a next-gen Chevrolet Bolt? To dig into that question and more, the Culture Lane talked to Andy Ourey, engineering technical leader for high-voltage battery packs at GM. Andy, thank you for joining us on The Culture Lane. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Andy, I've had an opportunity to spend quite a bit of time with with the Hummer EV, and I I say this with, with the utmost sincerity. I am always amazed by this vehicle. And, and I really think what, one of the things that really sort of like leaves me kind of mesmerized when I'm behind the wheel of of, of the Hummer Hummer EV um, is what it represents for General Motors in this sort of new era that we are are in as it relates to electrification, vehicle technology, and the future of mobility. What? What does this this platform mean for for GM from a business perspective? Well, thanks. You know, I'm glad someone else has seen what I see because you know I'm so close to it, working on every day. Uh, there's so many different angles from which uh, the Hummer EV specifically is uh, game changing, and so many different things it means. And then, of course, um, the Altium platform that it rides upon is really game changing for our company. So, what the Altium platform means for our business today is that we can take an interchangeable combination of batteries, motors, high-voltage components, 
software and controls, and we can mix and match them in different vehicles that let us build vehicles as capable as the Hummer EV, you know, the world's first electric super truck, to vehicles that are as affordable as an Equinox EV. That'll be, you know, right at the heart of that midsize SUV segment. And that we can do all that, offering customers a whole lot of choice at different points in between those two extremes and really meet customers where they're at in the market at, at this time. And the other thing is, because we're building them off of a platform that leverages manufacturing economies of scale and component reuse, we can launch all of these different vehicles very, very quickly. So, you know, trying to get a whole bunch of new electric vehicles out there by uh, 2025 off this platform. Every new idea goes through a series of, of learning phases, if you will, as, as it's being refined. What, what has GM learned since, since launching the Ultium platform? as it relates to improving the platform and its application. Yeah, th- thanks for asking. So th- I'll, I'll break it. There's a couple of different areas I would touch on there. And first, I want to focus on some stuff that we learned just with, I'll say, culturally working with the Hummer EV team, getting a product into market so quickly. You know, we learned that we are capable and we can, you know, rise to an extraordinarily level of engineering achievement and bring new features to market like crab walk and watts to freedom are a couple of features that the level of cross-functional teamwork that you need to make those systems work for real in a vehicle between the infotainment tie-ins with how those features give you different graphics and a different experience with infotainment like you know and rumbling your seat as you're getting ready to go and then actually doing the software and controls to unlock all that extra power in the battery and the motors is super important. And then you've got to bring that together with all of your safety team too, to make sure, you know, how are you going to have these features engaged? You know, four-wheel diagonal steering has to have some really great collaboration between the team that wants to offer that feature and then figuring out how can you do that safely? Because there's conditions where that's totally appropriate and then other conditions where you'd want that calibrated off. So that's the kind of thing that takes a team that's really dedicated to the mission to have a vision, work quickly, solve problems, to get cool features into the market. I think those are kind of exemplary of some of the things we learned as a team launching the product. But then more, I think maybe more to your point about some of the things that we've learned as we've been, you know, building these new vehicles off uh, the Altium platform, like the Silverado EV and, you know, the Cadillac Lyric, Blazer EV. We've been putting those vehicles out there and getting, you know, tons of miles on them and lots and lots of charging events, both at people's homes and at DC fast charge stations. So, you know, one of the things we're learning is just a little bit more of that real world experience of how the vehicles perform when charged. So we've got thousands and thousands of vehicle and battery charging events recorded now. And we've got our engineering teams out there looking for ways that we can squeeze more, more performance and faster charging out of the vehicles. So we've got you know, great new work in that space where we've got calibrations that we should be able to offer to customers over the air to make the vehicles uh, charge better, faster, and more reliably uh, than the very first launch products. And that's that kind of thing, like, you know, finding ways to unlock more range. I mean, not that vehicle, like, you know, we've got the Silverado EV already at 450 miles of range, but, you know, finding ways to unlock more range for customers is something that we ought to be able to do as we keep going through the launch here. 
You know, one of the things that, that's really exciting, but I, I would imagine from from your perspective, a, a bit challenging to some degree, is the speed in which things are changing in this space as it relates to electrification. Does that present some unique challenges? And if so, how do you how do you address that, and how do you meet those challenges and, and get your get the team to meet those challenges? Yeah, it's been really interesting. I've worked in batteries since eight, but I've worked at uh, General Motors since 1999. So I've got to, I've had a chance to watch a bunch of different transitions in the company and the automotive sector. And on the one hand, you know, electric vehicle adoption has, was really slow at first. And, you know, even though we had a couple of generations of, you know, extended range electric vehicles, like the Chevy, the first and second generation Volt, and then followed by the Bolt, you know, you could say that in some ways, it seemed like, you know, the pace of EV adoption was pretty slow. And then all of a sudden, it was really fast. So on the one hand, it does feel really fast. And you'd say, well, how, couldn't, how can you get a team to keep up with that? But one of the things that I've started to notice as you look at the way things are evolving, some of the new things in the electric vehicle space actually look a lot like things we're already doing. So, you know, for example, people say, well, gee, you know, electric vehicle competition is going to be so uh, intense, right? There's all these formidable competitors out there in the market. How are you going to compete? Well, I take a step back and I say, well, wait a minute. That's just the nature of the automotive business. That's like, you know, nobody walks up to the the Chevy truck, uh, full-size truck team and says, oh my God, how are you guys going to compete in this competitive truck market? It's really just taken as a given that if you want to work and make a, a contribution in the auto industry, in this market, that competition is tough. And, you know, we thrive on that and we find people who like to go there and they like to take, you know, take that challenge of staying competitive and constantly outdoing the other team. That people who get energized off that really thrive here. And so we're just connecting kind of what we've always been good at it to the electric vehicle space so that we can stay cutting edge and, and new and fresh. But you would agree that it, it is, it, or is it, is it just from, for those of us on the outside that it seems like it's just, it still seems like it's happening a lot faster than it has. Yeah. I've been covering the industry for, for 20 something years and it just seems like it's, it's happening at a, a much faster speed now in terms of the, the evolution it, of it all. Yeah. And, and I think, you know what, maybe I'm giving the like super inside baseball view of it with that comment, but I, cause you're absolutely right. The, the rate now at which customers are saying they want electric vehicles because they finally meet uh, their needs for, you know, long range for affordability, for being able to charge uh, on road trips. Now that those things are real and largely solved for most of the customers, um, you're absolutely right. The pace of adoption is super fast. And then along with that, the pace of um, evolving the technology uh, underneath the vehicle to make all that happen is also pretty quick. You know, one, one of the things that, well, the, the thing that always pops up right in any discussion around electric vehicles, it was essentially a, a talking point during my my recent test drive at the Hummer EV here in LA was the idea of infrastructure. Like what about this, this Ultium platform sort of helps to deal with that infrastructure challenge, that charging challenge that, that everyone is, is dealing with in the industry. Yeah. So we believe that charging should be ubiquitous and interoperable. And so what we've done with the Altium platform, we started out 
using the CCS combined charging standard, which is the, the most interoperable and standardized charging system across most OEMs. But what you can see, and we've been making investments in deploying that charging infrastructure with companies like Pilot Flying J. And uh, what we've done recently, if you heard about some of the announcements in the last couple of weeks, is we will be in the future adopting the NACS charging standard, which is the charging receptacle that Tesla uses. And that's a huge deal for our customers and for our company that will save our customers time. It will expand uh, the number of available chargers to them, and it saves uh, our company cost in terms of uh, what it takes to get to that ubiquitous, interoperable what is that, uh, charging if, feature. If I can really quick, what does that sure. meeting of the minds sort of with Tesla and General Motors say about about where we are when it comes to charging? Because that, 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 that took me a little bit by surprise, and, and I'm sure it, it did some others as well. But what, what do you think that says about what needs to happen as it relates to partnerships to really drive the wider adop- adoption of ele- electric vehicles? Yeah. Well, so Mary Barra talked about it, that it'd be great if we could look for opportunities for partnerships and standardization across the industry. So I think this really represents her walk in the walk or walk in the talk, right? And so that's really exciting that um, visionary executives are willing to look at their product and look at what's and look at their strategy and look at what's best for the customer and then change when change is necessary. Um, You know, I was on a small team that was brought in only a couple of days in advance of uh, that announcement to, you know, dot some I's and cross some T's to make sure uh, we had the technical systems in place to be able to say, yep, we can make this thing go. And it was really uh, satisfying as an employee to see how quickly we could uh, analyze the system and in an agile way, you know, shift to something that's going to be a lot better for our customers. And, you know, I can imagine that as more of those opportunities present uh, themselves that, you know, this is the right time. We've got the right people in place to take advantage of similar opportunities uh, where they exist. The, the future of this is really going to depend on, on partnerships, isn't it? Uh, it? It could. It could. I sense some hesitation. Well, you know, there's in order, uh, we talked before about competition and staying cutting edge and having products that customers really love, right? So that that works when there's partnerships where partnerships are appropriate, but it also works when there's competition and you're trying to outdo the competition in other areas and get a key competitive advantage. You know, you mentioned this earlier, the idea of what the Ultium platform does in terms of broadening the portfolio, vehicle portfolio, product portfolio, if you will, for General Motors. Because there, there, there is this, this reality check that I had to do myself, right, with driving the Hummer EV and dreaming and wishing and hoping that I could own one, right? <laughs> and then, and then looking at, at the, the, the sticker for it and saying, Oh, this is way out of, way out of my league. When you look at just in general, sort of the, 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 the cost of vehicle, electric vehicles, can you discuss in a little bit more detail how this platform helps to sort of widen that the, the portfolio, make it make it more obtainable for those that are looking at the Hummer EV, much like I am, and probably going to be looking at the Escalade, all electric Escalade, and those saying, ah, wishful thinking. Yeah, so we actually, you know, we are totally invested in making sure that we have affordable EVs 
affordable, profitable EVs that everyone can buy. And, you know, if you look at the Bolt EV and the Bolt EUV, which those are the, the our last EVs that we introduced before the Altium platform, those are actually fantastically affordable vehicles to begin with. And we're really committed to continuing to offer product that's affordable in the EV market. Now, you're absolutely right. When you look at the Hummer EV, I like to say that the Hummer EV has as much Altium in it as any of the vehicles we've got. It's got 24 battery modules. It's got three motors, you know, one on the front, two motors on the back. And it's got, it's a lot of vehicle. And that's the way, you know, that's how you get to super truck level of performance. But just because we engineered all of that to be able to go into a vehicle doesn't mean it has to go into all vehicles. So when we talk about the Altium platform being flexible and scalable, the scale that we're talking about is really in two forms. One is the manufacturing scale, and that helps us use common parts that are high quality and low cost because we've got such efficiencies in their manufacture. But the other part of scalability really relates more to the flexibility, which is we're flexible to offer the customer the products that they want. So we will make batteries as large and as small as they need to be to suit the customer's driving needs and budget. And we will also offer different motor configurations. So if you think about trying to get to that most affordable space, we can do battery packs that have as little as, for example, eight modules instead of 24. So a battery, you know, one third the size of what's in the Hummer EV. And we can do vehicles that have just, you know, one motor, either on the front axle or rear axle. Again, one third of the number of motors in the Hummer EV. So you start looking at how can we take that system from something that's super truck level down to something that's really affordable. We can scale it down that way. And then really the last thing I would touch on there is because we've engineered these modules to be flexible and uh, interchangeable over time, you know, we are rapidly innovating on what are ways to take even more cost and get our customers more miles at less cost. And we can adapt those into the, the Altium platform really quickly as they become available. What do you think is is the biggest misconception about about General Motors electric vehicle strategy, specifically as it relates to the I guess potentially as it relates to the, the Ultium platform? Because you hear, and the reason I say that is because, I mean, depending on what day, right, or what week, you might you might come across a different story with a different news story with a different perspective on either the success or what's not working with with the platform or with GM's electrification strategy. What 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 would you, what would you say though is one of the biggest misconceptions? Yeah, no that's a good question and actually I'm going to give you one it, it's really product specific but I actually think it's a big one and it's a misconception that I'd say even I had until recently. And that misconception is that EVs don't make for uh good tr- trucks. And I think we are totally dispelling that misconception with the Silverado EV. You know, if you look at that vehicle now, we're talking a truck that has 450 miles of range. I actually did a road trip two weekends ago, and it was a 440-mile round trip. I was able to do the entire trip. It was hot out. You know, I had eight the air conditioning on, highway speeds, the whole trip. And I got home, and I still had 10% battery left. So not only is it 450 miles of EPA certified range, but that's, you know, real world. You can actually achieve it. So now we've got a vehicle that's got the kind of range that lets you do a whole day of driving from Michigan, Ohio and back. And then you want to talk about, well, what can you do with it? Now we've got a truck that can tow 
10,000 pounds. And because it has, you know, 450 miles of range when you're not towing, you know, that's going to come down. When you tow with a gas or diesel vehicle, your range comes down depending on the aerodynamics and the weight of your trailer. But you're starting off with a pretty good baseline at 450 miles of range. And we also have in place in our software and controls, we really help the customer understand how far they can go when they're towing. So we've got a unique feature where as soon as you plug in your trailer, we take the indicated range on the dash and we cut that in half. Now, I know that sounds like a big number, but we do that because we want to send the customer a really clear message right away that, you know, hey, your, your range is going to go down because you're towing. But then what we do is we really quickly, as you start off driving, we relearn the vehicle and trailer combined efficiency. So if you've got, if you're towing a lighter weight trailer, your range is actually going to start to learn back up from that, that new baseline. And of course, if you're towing 10,000 pounds, it's probably going to stay, you know, kind of close to where we corrected it right off the bat. But anyway, that goes from being like electric vehicle trailering wasn't even something people thought you could do to now it really is something you can do. And, you know, the last thing is with the 800 volt, 350 kilowatt charging that we put on the Silverado EV, where you can add a hundred miles of range in 10 minutes. Now, if you're uh, driving an electric truck, you can recharge really quickly, which is especially important if you're, you're towing that you can uh, replenish those miles quickly because you're going to have to charge more often if you're towing a trailer. So I know that's really product specific, but I, it really, as I watched the way I was interacting with the truck and some media were interacting with the truck, it was clear that we were really on to something new here. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that's that's a good point, because there, there has been a lot of conversation around the capabilities of, of, of the truck when it comes you know, to an electric vehicle. One of the one of the things that, that Mary Barra has made very clear is that this is a long term investment when it comes to electrification. When you look when you look down the road at, at this segment and at the Ultium platform and at General Motors electrification strategy overall, how how will you measure the success? How will you personally measure the success of the Ultium platform? Yeah, I think we'll measure the success of the platform as it it enables the ramp of all of these new battery plants that we've got and turns into sales and turns into the ability to sell EVs profitably. So, you know, we've got three battery plants with Altium Cells Co. that we've already announced and are building in Ohio and Tennessee and Michigan. We've got a fourth plant that we've announced we're going to be building, but not, not where. And as, you know, I'll see us as successful when those plants are up, running, cranking out, you know, around 40 gigawatt hours each. That's, you know, millions of cells per day. And that when those are going into millions of vehicles that, you know, span a range of price points from, you know, Hummer EV to something more affordable like a Blazer and Equinox. Well, thank you for the time, Andy. I'm sure we'll be talking to you again because this is definitely an ongoing story that has to be uh, covered to some depth. Oh, thanks so much, Marcus. I really appreciate the chance to talk. You know, I come in here every day trying to make the best electric vehicles uh, for you and, and the rest of the public uh, so we can all uh, transition to an all electric future. And I appreciate the chance to talk about it.
Now, on to the next journey.